Welcome to the Tennis Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Brandon. We're back for more, Brandon. What are we going to talk about today? Want me to get right into it? No. Let's explain this show real quick. So, if you're just joining us, the way this show works is myself or Brandon come prepared with a top 10-ish list. The other person does not know what that list is or what's on it. And then we talk about the list and break it down in real time for your listening pleasure. Brandon, have I forgotten any relevant, vital details to the structure of this professionally produced podcast? No. It's a surprise every week. Which means it's a surprise for me right now, because this week Brandon has the list. Brandon, what's our topic for today? The list this week is the top 10 best-selling music artists of all time. Interesting. Best-selling music artists... And this is based on uh, album sales. This is album units sold. Okay. Like, not really clear on like what a unit is beyond I know what an album is. Well, a, a unit. Total, go ahead. A unit would be an album or a single. I so believe. a single counts. Yeah. Because okay. back in uh, you know not so much now. Well, I guess it is still true now. People buy singles digitally. You know, back then singles were also sold as like in a record store. Have, did you ever purchase a single? Never in my life. Other than like a digital. Have you, have you even purchased a digital single? Are you strictly an album person or are you a pirate? No comment on the last. Uh, I'm actually not a pirate. Uh, not that I've never done that. But, I'm not uh, a pirate. <laughs> you know, I am pretty much an album guy. The exception would be when... You know, usually the first single on an album is released a few weeks or months before the album, and I'll buy mm-hmm. it then. But I'm a completion. What's the word for that? A completionist. That's not it. Completist. Completist. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm a completist when it comes to my music. So when but not I your vocabulary. Uh, when I like a musical artist, I like to have every album and song that that artist has, even if I don't listen to some of it. You know, you, like if, if I only listen to one or two albums from an artist, I'll still get all 10 albums or whatever they have. You want a holistic view of every artist. That's me. Um, I can't say that I, I, I am an album guy. I don't really buy singles, but I did uh, in high school purchase singles. My music That's case, because you were single throughout high school. <laughs> my music tastes were uh, terrible in high school and... I spent a lot of money that I should not have at Best Buy on uh, like Hootie and the Blowfish albums and also singles. So if a good song came on the radio and I didn't want to haul, uh, um, fork over $13 for the full album, for like $6 you could get a single and like two B-sides and it was an incredible waste of money. You're really old. <laughs> Like, really, really, really old. You were old enough to uh, live in a world pre-digital music. In fact, I was too. I mean, I I, <laughs> I did have a cassette player and CDs, but, you know, by the time I was, uh, let's see. The iPod had come out when I was in high school, but I was a late adopter to the iPod. I was I hung on to CDs for a long time. You are just, that was like a part of your... Uh, even to your adult years, that you did not have digital music, right? We did have those albums that were printed on wax that you listened through a phonograph. Interesting, interesting. No, um, 
let's see. I I was a freshman in college when Napster was hot and it was a feeding frenzy. It was the first time that any of us had had a high speed internet connection. We had all grown up on the dial up, you know, connection in our house and no one could use the phone while you were on the internet. And then we went to college and had high speed internet and Napster was still, um, the wild, wild west of MP3s. And we went bananas and filled up our higher drives and got viruses on all of our computers. Napster, that, that was, um, 2000, 2001. We've come a long way since those days, haven't we, Brandon? And so these, the albums, the unit sales that we're covering today would include digital and physical. Yes, they definitely include digital and physical because you'll notice some of these artists had to, had to have been bolstered by digital music sales. Do they include spiritual music sales? (laughs) I don't know what that means, but yes, presumably. The Recording Industry Association of America counts any sort of album unit sold. Would that be your source on this? The recording that is my that is the source. This is, it was published by the Independent, mm-hmm. but yeah, this is the information is provided by the Recording Industry Association of America. I don't even know if that's reputable. It's just a long name that sounds legit. Well, those are the people that certify album sales. So when you hear someone, when you hear that your favorite band is, uh, had a gold or platinum, yeah, had a gold or platinum record that is certified through the, um, Recording Industry Association of America. I guess then let's get into it. Do you want to start eliminating acts that you know for sure could not be in the top 10? I mean, the, the list is endless, bottomless, but it's, a huge list of the, you know, of music I got, artists. Yeah, that we- I got it. I got it. <laughs> Can we eliminate 98 degrees from the list of best-selling musicians of all time? Yes. All right. For those of you uh, on the betting lines out there that had 98 degrees in the top 10-ish. So you're keeping score at home, 98 degrees. Let me write that out. down. 98 degrees. Cross them out. Let's see. Mambo number five guy. (laughs) Well, by virtue of the fact you don't remember his name, I'm going to guess, no, he's not on the list. His name is uh, Lou Vega. No, he's not on this list. Isn't it Vega? Vega? B with a B. Yes. You're right. You're right. Lou Vega. As in butt. (laughs) (laughs) In high school, I worked at an electronics store. And just like in the 40 year old version, they had, you know, the songs on repeat uh, or of music videos on repeat on the TVs in the background. But instead of Michael McDonald, we had uh, Christina Aguilera, genie in a bottle. Um, Can you sing that for us for listeners at home that might not have heard that song? I can't. The Backstreet Boys, I think it was Backstreet Boys. I want it that way. And Lou Bega's Mambo number five on constant repeat. I probably heard all three of those songs four times an hour for every hour that I worked there. You want to hear my Mambo number five story? Yes. Well, it's not, 
It's not that great. But when I was <laughs> in uh, elementary school, okay, I was in ele- I was in fourth grade, I believe, when that song was hot, and I had this. Maybe we shouldn't tell this story. It's offensive to some people, but I would. Uh, I had this trick I would do in school where I would. You get you take your shoes off and you get down on your knees in your shoes, <laughs> <laughs> like dwarf. <laughs> and then you put your arms into your sleeves. Yeah, you made a dwarf. And I was pretty good at that. People would ask me to do it. <laughs> and me and some friends did. You're like I know what I'm going to do with my life now. <laughs> me and my friends did Mambo Number no. Five at the talent show in that state. <laughs> but. I might just edit that whole thing out. <laughs> you know, no last week to edit that out. I don't know if you listened to last week's episode. Have you? Like after it was published? No, I don't like to listen to myself. Well, that goes for me and our millions of listeners as well. But last week, you told us, <laughs> you told me in confidence, with the assurance that I would edit it out about your uh, funny feelings you'd get from <laughs> the expanding breasts of a killer space clown. Uh-huh. You left it in? Uh, let's just say I didn't take it out. <laughs> I was I didn't get graphic. I just described it as a stirring. Could have been in my heart. Speaking of stirring, I'm going to say that who's some what hit wonders out there? Well, I mean, I'm gonna we guess. Fill, I'm gonna guess that Ricky Martin is not in the. Ricky top Martin list. is not up there. Although I think you probably, surely he sells a bunch of records in like Latin America. Yeah, yeah, he's not a nobody. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he's not on this list. Do you remember no. that song that he had? Live in like, La Vida Loca. Yeah, that was something. <laughs> you know, uh, I had a cassette when I was nine or ten years old. Of Will Smith's Big Willie style. Uh-huh. That's the album that included just the two of us. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I used to listen to that on my cassette player. But I'm going to guess that Will Smith, that that album did not bolster Will Smith into the top ten of this list. It didn't. <laughs> I, why that, like, of all the songs on that album, was that the one you listened to the most? Yeah. Did that one have Jiggy with it on it as well? I think so. Getting Jiggy With It came out around the time, or maybe even in conjunction with the Men in Black movie. Yeah. And I was convinced. Is that song in the movie, first of all? No. Well, I was convinced. There is a, he does do a song in the movie. I think it's during the credits. Well, I think in the VHS, there was like a special bonus before or after the actual film, and it was the music video for... It was like a Men in Black-themed music video for Getting Jiggy With It. I, f- I feel like that I could be off on that, but well, there is a music, Men in Black themed music video for the Men in Black song that Will Smith did with the movie. Can't you just leave my memories alone? <laughs> Sorry, I was convinced as a child before seeing the video that it was aliens singing and dancing with Will Smith about getting jiggy with it. They are the backup dancers. How old were you? It's nine or ten. Are you brain damaged? <laughs> okay. Let's move on. You know who else isn't in the top ten? Puddle of Mud with two Ds. I'm trying to place Puddle of Mud. Are they one of those um, 
2004, 2005 era. Post-grunge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can hear their songs in my head right now, but I can't name one of them at the moment. The slightly harder version of, um, what's that band? Nickelback. I think people, I've actually, uh, I'll bet Nickelback's, n- not in the top 10, but I'll bet they're higher than a lot of people would like to think. They are not in the top 10, but I'm positive they i mean they have to be in like the top 50 do you think we'll never know unless we google it what's the rick roll guy rick astley he's not on this list either he's not number two or three no Mm -mm. and the blue guy (laughs) the blue man group (laughs) no but that's a good guess too i'm talking about the guy that's saying blue I'm blue. Da, 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 da. Uh, I'm not going to nope. do it. Do you know what I'm talking about? Gonzo from Muppet Babies. All right. Everyone out there knows who I'm talking about. No, I never heard the song and I've the, no, no, multiple no. blue men and there's still not good enough. I don't, the guy wasn't blue. Okay. He sang a song about being blue and I guarantee you, you've heard the song. He sang a song about being, oh, blue like sad. Blue? No, that wasn't what it was about either. It was about it was about being a blue man that. Li- <laughs> start, he, let's no, start. He lived let's... in a blue house. He had a blue girlfriend and a blue car. I'm being serious. This is the song. You've heard the song, guarantee it. I'll have I'm, to look. I'm it blue. Up if I were this. green, I would die. If I were green, I would die. But he's not blue. He's not the color blue. <laughs> It's possible that the music video had him as blue. I don't know. But I know that like his gimmick, his his shtick as a general artist was not being a blue man. Okay. He wasn't a solo break-off artist from the blue man group. I mean, I can't rule it out, actually. I don't know this guy's whole history, but that's not... Did he have hair? I, I don't know. I think we should start talking about the top 10 best-selling music artists of all time. All right. Should I just start guessing here? Yeah, just start guessing. So, I have some safe picks here. And I'm going to go through them. Let's see how safe they are. I know for a fact that Beatles is like number one or two. You stop right there. You don't, have to, right. don't reveal the ranking, but... No, the, no I'm going to reveal the ranking with these. I think that's that'll okay. be part of the fun here. All right. Beatles are number one. That's no surprise to anybody... I think people probably even think, like, why are you wasting your time saying what number one is? 178 million units is the number of units that they've sold. Certified units, I assume. Do you have every Beatles album? No. Do you have any Beatles album? Yes. What kind of completist are you? I didn't say I'm 100% a completist. I like, your- I, I like the Beatles okay, and I know like their hits, but that's that's it. For you're me. not you're not a Beatle maniac. No, but I appreciate them, and I I'd consider myself a casual fan of the Beatles. Their song comes on on the radio. Not that I listen to the radio anymore, but I'd stop and listen to it. But I don't. I can't name every song or every album off the top of my head. Just I know think- we've talked about the movie The Rock on here before. Yeah, you remember the, that movie fairly well. No, but I know the one with Nick Cage, right? Yeah. Do you remember that his character was a Beatle, a self-described Beatle, Beatle maniac? 
I'll be honest, I remember very little about that movie, but I'll take your word for it. Well, this went nowhere. I know you adore that movie. I probably hear you bring up that movie around once every week or it's so. It's a sequel to Roger Rabbit, you know. Yeah, right. Did uh, Jessica Rabbit give you that uh, stirring feeling as well? <laughs> no. Oh, she wasn't a killer clown enough for you. Or she wasn't a little <laughs> she, doll. She wasn't grotesque enough. No. You know, I looked up a picture of that killer clown. It wasn't good. And to say that I couldn't understand how even a child. <laughs> Let's just move on. What's your favorite Beatles song, Brandon? Beatles song? Yeah. Probably go a little against the grain and say that it's a George song, Here Comes the Sun. Mm-hmm. Against the grain being that most people, I think, would probably pick a Lennon McCartney song. Why? Uh, what makes that song your favorite? I don't know. I just like. I mean, it's. I think it's probably the best song on Abbey Road, and Abbey Road may be their best album. It's just a great, great song, and really well produced too. What is your favorite Beatles album or song? My favorite Beatles song is. Didn't they do? Um, oh no. <laughs> Beatles, that was Backstreet's Back, right? Was that the Beatles? Yeah, dressed up like monsters. No, you're thinking of everybody. Or is that the same oh. song? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, that's the same song. Everybody, Backstreet's Back. All right. So you can sing that one, but not Christina Aguilera. Uh, my favorite Beatles song is probably Come Together. Okay, I'll accept it. Right after that would probably be um, Hit Me Baby One More Time. There's not a lot that can be said. There's not like there's not a lot we can add about the Beatles. All right, I got a few other. I'll save like there's three or four in my head that I know are like top five, but I don't want to ruin this list all at once. So I'll just save those. So I'll try to fill out the others. How about Queen? Queen is not in the top ten. Do you know where they are? I don't. All I have is the top ten. Okay. I would have to think that they are very close, though. Hang on. Is this United States only? Because $178 million for the Beatles sounds low. It is. No. Because, yeah, because of recording. Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it is. You out, Total certified album units sold in the U.S. Okay. Let's be clear. As we go through this list, these are the top 10 selling artists in the U.S. history. Yes. Okay. That would have been helpful at the top. I might not have voted Queen. This is a very... Jingoistic list. The fuck does that mean? <laughs> it's I don't really know. It's like uh, U.S. Is, it, someone who shouts USA, USA, uh, like U.S. The you know America's number one all the time would be a jingoist. Uh, for another guess, I'll go with. Well, I brought up one of her songs a minute ago. How about Britney Spears? She's not on this list either. In fact, let me give you a clue here. Because that's something that I just realized, and I find it shocking, and I find it disturbing, that there is no female represented in this top ten list. I think on a global list, well, I mean, wait, so not even like Madonna's on there? No, this list is very heavy on white males. Jingoistic. Well, jingoistic is specifically referring to a country. Just let it mean what it means. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson is on this list. He's two or three. No. He's number seven. Whoa. And you will be shocked, I say, at who is above him on this list. But I'll fill this in here. Number seven, you have gotten correct. 
It's Michael Jackson. Is Death Clock above Michael Jackson? No. Hmm. I don't know who else could be. Let's hear your Michael Jackson anecdotes, Brandon. Uh, well, he sold 81 million units. He had a pet monkey. <laughs> that, that's the headline for you? Well, everyone knows who he is. <laughs> the head, I mean, a headline should be something surprising. Some people may not know he owned a monkey. What was your surprising fact for the Beatles? That's what I thought. My, so I didn't have... What's the monkey's name? Well, okay, I'll tell you what. I will tell you my surprising fact for the Beatles, and it just happened like a week or so ago. Paul McCartney was giving an interview, and he just casually mentioned that him, when they were teenagers, him and John and a couple other guys used to go out and drink beers and uh, get a little loaded and then start jerking off in front of each other. Wait a minute. You haven't sat in the room with the Beatles and jerked off in front of each other? I haven't been in the room with the Beatles yet. Was the monkey's name for Michael Jackson, Macaulay? It was Bubbles. <laughs> Did you not know that? I'm sure I've heard it along yeah, the way. I it it think it was a chimp. It wasn't Macaulay Culkin, you're sure? No. But Macaulay Culkin did hang out with him. Also, he died. He died? Was that uh, the, grassy, the Grassy Knoll? Some, there was a second shooter? <clears throat> no, it was Propofol. Oh. He died because he stopped breathing. Because uh, the way he would like to sleep is to become kind of like a, a vampire. And he had a doctor, a guy named Conrad Murray, come to his house and fill him up with propofol, lorazepam, and midazolam. This was to help him sleep? It is used to induce and maintain anesthesia during surgery, or help you get a good night's sleep. Is that literally what it says, or is that your added bullshit at the end? It is. The, the, the fact is that it is used to induce and maintain anesthesia during surgery. Comma, Michael Jackson used it to go to sleep at night. Is this every night the doctor would come over and do this? I guess so. I read somewhere that his he had trouble sleeping because he had, he's got no, well, he had no stuff behind his nose from having surgeries and stuff. Yeah. So his nose was always dry and give him headaches and stuff. It sounds terrible. And that's yeah. part of why he needed that to sleep. I heard an interesting fact and if this is like common knowledge, then forgive me, everybody, but I just heard this. You know, Michael Jackson is famous for a lot of things, and one of them was his super high feminine voice. Mm -hmm. I read that he he made his voice that way, like during interviews and stuff, as a way to preserve his vocals, his uh, falsetto. Really? It was practiced? Yeah, it was a practiced voice to preserve his vocals for his music. And if you hear, an inter there's interviews out there or audio clips of him out there with his actual voice, even at the end, near the end of his life, and his actual voice is a normal, deeper man's voice. I am shocked for two reasons. I'm shocked at this fact. I did not know this at all. And I'm shocked that you're, that you brought it to the table. That's what I'm here for. I'm gonna. I'm making a note, and I'm gonna YouTube that as soon as we're done. I got to hear that. But uh, interesting guy, Michael Jackson. What's your favorite Michael Jackson song? Billy Jean. Yeah, mine too. Love me some Billy Jean. Yeah, good guy. Well, <laughs> some controversy there. So I don't know if you'd want to put your stamp on approval on just yet. Owned a monkey.
Okay, so we got number one, the Beatles, number seven, Michael Jackson. Someone yeah. else that I'm pretty confident will be two or three is uh, Elvis. Elvis Presley is number three with 136 million. Have you ever been to Graceland? No. Have you? I have. I wouldn't say that it is if there's, if you have no other business in Memphis, it's probably not worth the visit alone to see Graceland. But if you're in the area. Brandon's shooting hard on Graceland. (laughs) Hot take on Graceland. If you're in the area, it's definitely worth a look. Does this have anything to do with you thinking that everyone in Memphis is a worthless idiot? Didn't you tell me that right before we started recording? Never. I'd never say anything like that. Hmm. I found everyone I met in Memphis to be pleasant, and that was it, just pleasant. They're they're all right. I feel like Elvis is, for our generation, and I know you and I are like 40 years apart, but for the larger context, our generation is, we all know who Elvis is, but I don't think anybody listens to Elvis. His music is extremely dated. Right. There was a period, the Beatles... Are not uh, the Beatles are pretty close to Elvis time, and they, there's even overlap there, and people still listen to the Beatles to this day. So what is it about Elvis's music that I mean? Obviously, it's a lot different than the Beatles. I'm not suggesting they're the same. I'm just saying they're from near the same eras. So it's just kind of fascinating how one is still listened by even teenagers to this day, people of all ages, and one is is uh, not, or you know, doesn't seem to be at least from my perspective. Well, one is played in like 50s themes themed diners. Yeah. Maybe that's it. I guess it's just kind of the Beatles music kind of transcends. I think time because Elvis's music is more tied to 50s yeah. culture and rock and roll. And the 60s era is also when the classic rock began. And we've, it's also like the, like what modern rock most modern rock sounds like is built on what was done in the 60s. So I think that's why it still sounds good today. But no, I don't drive around listening to Elvis. You know what I wonder about sometimes? You know how recorded music, the history of recorded music is what? You know, 100 years a little old, over maybe. around 100 years old, give or take. And, you know, the Beatles and Elvis to us today feel like they were forever ago. In the grand scheme of recorded music, they're a long time ago. But in the grand scheme of the world, they're like yesterday. So... These bands and these artists that are still remembered and listened to to this day, what about 300 years from now? Do you think people are still listening to the Beatles 300 years from now? Or or does the natural course of time and history just kind of bump them down lower and lower until they're... No, I think it'll sound as goofy and dated as like player piano music would sound today. If you were driving around with someone and they put on player piano music or like harpsichord, well, maybe not a harpsichord, I guess it could be classical music, but like a player piano, like which, which is what was like big way for popular music to be played in like the late 1800s, I think you would be disturbed by the person who was using, or by the person who was listening to that. And I think it'll probably be about the same. You'd be disturbed at someone listening to Beatles music. Because... So we'll be listening to beeps and whistles. <laughs> beeps and whistles. Well, anyway... You and I will be uh, long dead. I mean, you, you'll you be longer dead by then. I probably won't outlive the CD. What is that? Like, I will die before the CD becomes obsolete. 
All right, what's your favorite Elvis song? I didn't think, that was, that tech- I didn't think that was that complicated. What's your favorite Elvis song? Do I have a favorite Elvis song? No, I mean, some are like what about that better Christmas than one? others. The Christmas one? <laughs> Blue Christmas? Hey, you know, I just realized Michael Jackson was married to Elvis's daughter. Yeah. I mean, I knew that. He was the prince of pop, and she was the princess of rock and roll. Life is funny, Brandon. At least that's what they said in the magazines. Um, God works in mysterious ways. On December 21st, 1970, this is, I copied this from the wiki article. December 21st, 1970, Presley engineered a meeting with President Richard Nixon at the White House, where he expressed his patriotism and explained how he believed he could reach out to the hippies to help combat the drug culture he and the president abhorred. He asked Nixon for a Bureau of Narcotics and Dangerous Drugs badge to add to similar items he had done, begun collecting and to signify official sanction of his patriotic efforts. Nixon, who apparently found the encounter awkward, expressed belief that Presley could send a positive message to young people and it was therefore important that he retain his credibility. Have you ever heard of that before? I'm surely you've seen the picture, right? No to question one and yes to question two. Yeah, the picture... Uh, I'll explain for the folks at home. The picture is a picture of Elvis looking very much like Elvis with the glasses, a jumpsuit looking. No, he's wearing a suit, but he looks like Elvis. He's screaming, I'm Elvis. And Nixon shaking hands or and exchanging this like commemorative type memento thing. And I'm positive I've read somewhere that the reason that he did that, the reason that Elvis like called up the White House and arranged to meet with Nixon and offered to help him like sway the hippies into not being druggies anymore. The reason he did all that was because he was hopped up on drugs. And I also find it hilarious that Nixon was like completely put off by the encounter. I mean, Elvis died in what, 78? 76 or 77, I think. I think it's 79. Now I got a look. What is it about Elvis that... He has this culture around him with, like, impersonators. He died in 77. What's the deal with Elvis impersonators? Yeah, that's like a whole world out there. I feel like it's a dying (laughs) industry. Hey, you know the other thing about Elvis? I read one time that, this is years ago, but I read one time that Elvis is the most recognizable human in history. It's because of his nasty, shaken hips. A lot of girls fell prey to those nasty, shaking hips, my friend. I don't know if that's true or not, what I said about recognizable. I, f- I know I read that. I just don't remember where. If that's true, then that would put him above even Mr. Christ, Jesus, or, I don't know, think of all the people in the history of the world. Another hot take. I'm l- looking at the picture of Elvis and Richard Nixon right now, and Nixon's wearing a suit, looks like Richard Nixon. Elvis has a coat hung over his shoulders that looks like an old sea admiral's coat. And the collars on his shirt are probably like six inches wide. He's wearing two gold chains, some sort of a vest thingy, and then a gigantic gold belt. Did you know there's an Elvis and Nixon movie? Nope. I just searched for the image while you were uh, babbling on and on and on and on and on and on and on, and I found uh, the picture. And you can tell Richard Nixon is... 
<laughs> he's like, he's like eyeing the guy behind the camera to, <laughs> he's like, are you seeing this? Sh-? Uh, but there's the hounds. Elvis and Nixon movie from 2016 that has an 80, no, a 77% on Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Moving on. <laughs> Officially moving us on. We got one, the Beatles, three, Elvis, seven, Michael Jackson. No queen, no Lou Bega. Mm-mm. No blue guy. Am I going to have to start giving you hints already? No. Okay. How about ACDC? Yes. ACDC are on the list by the skin of their Australian teeth at number 10. 72 million units sold. I believe I read that Back in Black is the number one selling album of all time. Does that sound right? It does sound right. Does it sound right that Bon Scott, their first singer, died from aspirating on his vomit? Give us the details. That's it. Choked on vomit. Wow. It's a popular way to go amongst musicians. Yeah. Vomit must be way better <laughs> to eat than <laughs> I remember. That's the key to their success. My other it, note it here. moistens the vocal cords in a way. Yeah. That <laughs> Okay. Go ahead. I, what's your note? Yeah, is Brian Johnson had to quit. ACDC recently because he's too old and his ears stopped working. So Axl Rose joined instead. Ugh. And now Axl Rose and Angus Young are going to continue ACDC. What happened to Guns N' Roses? Didn't they just make a comeback recently? Yeah, but nobody wanted them. I've just never been a Guns N' Roses fan. I'll tell you a quick, quick thing about Guns N' Roses. When I was 10 or 11 years old, I went with my mom to a national convention of Baptists. <laughs> yes, that's what I did with my part of my summer vacation was go to this national Baptists convention in Indianapolis. And the last night that we were there, we were heading from our hotel down to where the this big event center was for the final night of church. And it was the same night that Guns N' Roses were playing at the Hoosier Dome. And so all the Guns N' Roses people were out on the streets with all the Baptists who love being a Baptist enough to go to the National Baptist Convention. I thought it was awesome. There were people carrying around bottles of whiskey, people who looked like they were on drugs. And my mom was trying to shield me and protect me from them. How old are you here? 10 or 11 years old. Your mom ever tell you about those naughty people outside? No, no. Uh, I'd never seen I'd never seen people in person that looked like the people who were straggling to this concert. And I guess said, this probably would have been uh, like ninety one, ninety two. You said Indianapolis, right? Mm-hmm. Isn't that the place where you said everyone there is a fat asshole? <laughs> no, it's right before we started Mem- recording. I was talking about Memphis. Oh, okay. Well. 10, ACDC, got it. What's your favorite ACDC song? Thunderstruck. Mine is uh, Before Mr. Brian Johnson Came Aboard, which is uh, Highway to Hell. Can't beat it. Well, you can't beat it, because it's not number one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, let's see. Led Zeppelin, I don't... Is Led Zeppelin on here? At number four. Wow, okay. You How... misunderestimated them. How many... <laughs> You're really offended by... How many units sold, brother? 111 million units sold in the U.S. All right, let's hear about Led Zeppelin. My anecdote about Led Zeppelin is about death again. 
No one owned a pet monkey? No, not that, not that I could find in my research. But if any band in this list would own a monkey aside from Michael Jackson, it would have been Led Zeppelin. Do you know how John Bonham died? No. Well, I'm going to tell you now. Uh, they were about to start their North American tour. Uh, this was in 1980. John Bonham was picked up September 24th by Led Zeppelin assistant Rex King to take him to rehearsals. And during the journey, uh, Bonham asked if he could stop for breakfast, where he drank four quadruple vodkas with a ham roll. Ouch. After taking a bite of the ham roll, he said... He announced, he said to his assistant, breakfast. And then he continued to drink heavily after arriving at the studio. This is the part of this that I'm disappointed in because they described the four quadruple vodkas at breakfast, but they didn't say what he kept drinking when he got to the studio. So then that evening, he, they relaxed, they retired at Jimmy Page's house. After midnight, Bonham was taken to his bed and placed on his side. But the next day, a guy named Benji Laferve, their tour manager, and John Paul Jones found John Bonham dead. Do you know what that cause of death was? Uh, alcohol poisoning? Choked on his vomit. Oh. He just said, big fat God. meal of vomit sounds good right now. It's kind of like was, uh, oatmeal. Yeah. Porri- porridge. <laughs> and- These guys go bananas on it. and <laughs> Can't get enough of it. Mm-hmm. Is that Good your? Is that the uh, end of your Led Zeppelin anecdote? Well, what else are you going to say about Led Zeppelin? What's your favorite Led Zeppelin song? Is everyone's Led Ze- favorite Led Zeppelin song "Stairway to Heaven"? I mean, I wish I could be cool and say something a little less stereotypical, but besides "Stairway to Heaven," the very next song on that album is "Misty Mountain Hop," and that I think is a severely underrated Led Zeppelin song. Is Elton John on the list. Elton John is on the list. Okay, you got to admit, I'm kicking this list's ass. Can you admit that? All right, you're, what number is Elton John? You're sniffing its ass. You're getting close. Elton John is number eight, behind Michael Jackson and head of ACDC. He sold 78 million units. My notes about him suck. I'll tell you about Elton John. My mom was a huge Elton John fan. So growing up, I heard a lot of Elton John. My favorite song with Elton John is I'm Still Standing. Okay. He uh, is doing his goodbye tour, supposedly, right around now. That was, that was actually part of my notes, is that he has a farewell tour, and I would like to see him. And my favorite Elton John song is Someone Saved My Life Tonight. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> what does that mean? All right. Asshole. I'm going to go with my next guess as... I don't think Pink Floyd's on here. Pink Floyd is on here. God, you even, even when I try to guess someone that's not, I can't <laughs> stop kicking this list ass. Pink Floyd is number nine. Okay. 75 million units. I like Pink Floyd. I've seen Roger Waters. Have you ever seen Pink Floyd? I mean, and or anyone from Pink Floyd live? Do you like Pink Floyd? Yeah, but they're kind of in the Beatles category for me. Like, I know some of their songs, I know their hits, but it's kind of the extent of it for me. You haven't done a deep dive? 
No. I have a favorite song, though. Well, tell it to me. I have two favorite songs. One is Have a Cigar, mm-hmm. which Foo Fighters also covered, and I love the cover version as well. And my next favorite is Money. <laughs> <laughs> and I have a personal connection to that song because in high school, I had a good friend who was in weight training class. And he would always tell me, do you remember how you were telling me at the beginning of this episode, the same music videos would play over and over in, mm-hmm. on the TVs? He said that was Money by Pink Floyd for him in the weight room. And so we would always sing Money together and then jerk off in front of each other in the Beatles. God. I am into Pink Floyd. And I have done the deep dive. Mm-hmm. Although my favorite song is still probably one of their most recognizable, comfortably numb and I have yeah. seen Roger Waters in concert. I saw him uh, do The Wall. And if you, anyone listening, including Roger Waters, I know he is a new listener. Roger, The Wall Tour was awesome. Uh, and if you're one of the other he, listeners. He's texting me. Tell Brandon that Nick is my favorite. It's worth it. It's worth whatever the ticket price is to go see The Wall oh, or hey, hang on. Roger Waters. I got the three dots. He's typing again. Rate the Tennis Podcast five stars on iTunes. Huh. <laughs> he must be listening live somehow. He's usually concerned with more important issues. <laughs> like? World hunger. <laughs> Boring shit. <laughs> Okay, you've got three spots left. I'm doing so well. Uh, how about, you know, I actually... These are going to be the toughest three, I think. No, I'm going to surprise you here in a minute. Is Metallica number five or six? Nope. Metallica would be on here, but when Napster was big, we just ripped them off. All right, so how about uh, Billy Joel? See, I would have never, he would never, would have never entered my mind. He's number six. And well, I guessed him because, uh, for some reason, I always lump him and Elton John. Like, sometimes I have trouble even remembering which one's which to me. But do you do that? Like, they're really similar to me. They're songs. I mean, I do that with other people, but not with those two. No. I, okay. I like Elton John and I dislike Billy Joel. I do not like the piano man. Eighty-two million units. He's outsold. That's why what I was mentioning earlier. He's outsold Michael Jackson. Yeah, that does surprise me. And Elton John and Pink Floyd. And, like I wouldn't have even put him in my like personal top twenty. I don't understand anything about his appeal, but I have some facts about him. Big ass. He does have a big round ass. <laughs> uh, that's not. That's one of the, the facts. appeal. Uh, oh god. His I, uh, wife had a baby last year when Billy Joel was 68 years old. How old is his wife? 14. I don't know. I think she's young. <laughs> 14. She's not 14. <laughs> Jesus. That would be breaking news. I mean. <laughs> no, you heard it here first. Billy Joel's wife is of legal age. She's young, though. <laughs> and he's old. And he just had a baby. So? You have a problem with love and life, the celebration of... They're both going to be in diapers. Wow. Did you know that he tried to commit suicide in 1970 by drinking furniture polish? 
Was he famous in 1970? I don't know. He was. I'm he was famous him. for drinking furniture polish. Yeah, I don't have a, a great um, loyalty to Billy Joel. Uh, he likes to drink and drive. I know that. He, does he have a lot of DUIs? Mm-hmm. So Billy Joel, we're not Billy Joel fans, you and I. Is that right? No. Before we reveal the last two here, why don't you, maybe off the top of your head, just list off some heavy hitters in the music industry that some people might expect to be on this list but are not? Aerosmith, not on this list. Who else? Well, like, no female artists. So that would be Madonna, Britney Spears, Beyonce. Celine Dion. Celine Dion, wow, yeah. Uh, Shania Twain. Shania Twain it has sold, like, uh, tons. And, in fact, I think if you look at just country, I think she might be one of the top ones in country, uh, like in the top five. No, she's not in here either. There is there's one country act uh, in this list. Not Willie Nelson, right? It's not Willie Nelson, although he's top in my heart, the top ten in my heart. Uh, other heavy hitters, maybe... Uh... No NSYNC, no Backstreet Boys. There's not a back. There's not a boy band in here, unless you not count five. the Beatles being a boy band that turned into something better. Do you, the, do you remember the boy band Five? No. Oh my God, it's one of my favorite things to reminisce about. I'm gonna post a music video of Five, Slam Dunk the Funk. <laughs> I'm not kidding. You gotta watch this music video. I'm gonna post it on our Facebook, Twitter this week, which you can follow us at. On Facebook and Twitter and Instagram at tennispod one zero ish pod, and I'm going to share a blast from the past. People around my age, I'll bet, will remember Five, the band. They were they were big, but they weren't like in sync big. But uh, they had a song called Slam Dunk the Funk, and they think they are the real shit in that song in the music video. What year did Slam Dunk the Funk come out? I think like ninety eight ish. And I think the was spelled T-H-A. The funk. Okay. Oh, no, it's slam dunk, the funk. With the <laughs> and it is 98, and it came from the album 5. I'm going to show this to you right after we stop recording. I mean, it's life-changing. I'm writing it down now. Slam dunk, the funk. Da, da funk. But it's hilarious, and they're supposed to be dead serious. And man, are, these boy, white guy, are these white kids? Oh, yes, sir. Yeah. A, a phrase like slam dunk defunct screams white. Okay. They're not on here. Five's not on here. What about the no. Rolling Stones? Shockingly, the Rolling Stones are not on here. And the band that is on here in place of the Rolling Stones is like a slap in the face. Is it around that same era? No, this band was popular. This band's peak is probably seven or eight years after the Rolling Stones' peak. I'm trying to think of who that would be. But, uh, you know, another band that is not on here is one of my favorites, and that's Nirvana. There's no Nirvana. There's no Foo Fighters. There's no Chili Peppers. Ooh, Chili Peppers. There's no, you know, that's a band that has been, they've Chili been a band for more than 30 years. And yeah. no, they're not on here either. No Nickelback, you're sure. Positive. No muddle puddle of mud. No muddle of pud. Corn. <laughs> muddle of pud. Corn. Hanson. Mm -mm. Oh, what about like Eminem? Are there any hip rappers on here? There are no rap artists. No Tupac, huh? There is no one in no one on this list has has peaked 
more recently than Michael Jackson. Well, Michael Jackson or Garth Brooks. Oh, you just revealed one on accident. Damn it. Garth Brooks. He's number two, isn't he? He's number two. Oh, God. How did that happen? How did we let that happen? I didn't. I mean, I did buy some of his albums when I was young and had had questionable tastes. Were you wearing cowboy boots when you bought them? No, I was... Here, let me just say something. Regardless of how I might personally feel about Garth... You know, I don't even have strong feelings on Garth Brooks. I don't love him or hate him. But the fact that that guy is number two, that shocks me. And even in the country world, he shouldn't be number one in country. The period in which he was a big hit was not even more than... It wasn't even ten years. I think he... He... Got big in maybe 90, 91, something like that. And by the year 2000, 2001, he had, he was done. I don't, the, the albums that he released, the singles that he released after that never did anything like he did in the 90s. What's his unit sold? 148 million units. I mean, I want everyone to just stop and think about that. Even if you love Garth Brooks, you have to admit that it is shocking that he's number two. I mean, he's ahead of the king of rock and roll. Yeah, that's just insane. Is that all driven by like one or two albums? I have what, to what's think his so. biggest hit? Is it that fucking Thunder Rolls bullshit? <laughs> that or Friends in Low Places. Oh yes, that's it. Hey, is Billy Ray Cyrus on this list? He had three albums that went huge: No Fences, One Rope in the Wind. And can't remember what it was. It's the one that was black and white on the cover. I have two notes about Garth Brooks. When I was doing research on him, I found pictures of him in a in his later years, in his chubby middle aged dad years, wearing a baseball uniform, doing spring training with the Mets, and then another spring training with the Kansas City Royals. As part of a promotion for charity, but I guess as part of it. Like he would attract people to spring training by playing with the ba- real baseball players. Only he looked like a fat dad. Hell of an ass, though. The other thing is he lives in or owns a home in the area and the area in which we live. And I've never seen him in person. And the only person that I know who has had a run-in with him. So a friend of mine, when we were in high school, said that he was driving on a, on the highway and he cut someone off. My friend admittedly cut someone off. He said he didn't do it on purpose. He wasn't really paying attention. He knew he'd made a mistake, but he cut someone off. And the guy in the car or the truck that he had cut off changed lanes and flew past him uh, to get ahead of him, you know, driving kind of aggressively after that, after they'd been wronged. And when they passed him, he looked over and it was Garth Brooks flipping him off. Can you verify this story? No, this might be slanderous. Sorry, Garth, if you've never given anyone the finger before. <laughs> but well, Garth is a listener of the show. And but my buddy I'm Jesse said you did. Right I'm getting a text from him, Garth right now too. I hope it's just an icon of a middle finger. Now you mentioned Garth lives or owns a home in the area in which we live, right? Yes. Isn't that the area that you said everyone there is a worthless bag of bullshit? We don't live in Memphis. Touche. Uh, what's your favorite Garth Brooks song? 
<laughs> I don't think I have a favorite Garth Brooks song anymore. Uh, my favorite Garth Brooks song when I liked Garth Brooks. No, 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 no. You're not getting away with this. You were one of the people that jumped on their little computers when the Garth Brooks concert was announced in town mm-hmm. and bought tickets. And this was like mm, three-ish, three, four years ago. Those were for my wife. Oh, here we go. For his wife, everybody. And for the nostalgia, favorite Garth Brooks song. Okay. I don't have one. I don't have one. Let's move on. I'm missing one, right? You're missing one, number five. And you said this is a band that came along seven or eight years after the peak of the Rolling Stones. Mm Mm-hmm. They've sold 101 million units. Give me a clue, but I don't want to know it yet. I don't like them. I don't even know if that's a good clue. Probably not. Is it Imagine Dragons? <laughs> no. Okay, all right. It's not I couldn't you name you an, a, a one Imagine Dragons song. Even if you couldn't name it, I'm sure you've heard it in a million movie trailers. So, The Who, it's not The Who. Nope. Uh, this is 70s. Yes. We already did Led Zeppelin. We already did Pink Floyd. Who am I missing from that group? I'm telling you, this group is nowhere near the quality. Jefferson Airplane? No. What, is that even the right decade? Jefferson Airplane is 70s, right? Jeff- Jefferson Airplane is 60s. I always think of the cable guy. Maybe you're thinking of Jefferson Starship. Maybe. Give me another clue, but don't give it away yet. Hmm. Destiny's Child. Is, no. This band is famously disliked by Jeff Daniels' character... I'm Jeff, I'm sorry, Jeff Bridges' character in The Big Lebowski. Oh, The Eagles. The Eagles. The Eagles. I Yeah, I'm not a huge fan either. I agree with the dude, and I hate The Eagles. The only Eagles song I like is the opening of the song One of These Nights, and that's it. And after The Eagles stopped making music together, recording music together, they split off into some... Terrible solo careers, too. It's like they could do more damage that way. Don Henley's solo songs are right up there in my top, like, hated songs of all time. Dirty Laundry, The Boys of Summer, and All She Wants to Do is Dance. All she wants to do is dance. What about, like, Bruce Springsteen? Johnny Cash? No. None of these guys are in the... No. You know, the Eagles... Uh, Hotel California and also Stairway to Heaven, I forgot to mention, but those are two songs where I've heard many times that if you play the songs backwards, that they're <laughs> actually intended as uh, prayers to Satan. Yeah. I guess, right? I mean... How do you play a song backwards now? Flip it around in your GarageBand app. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah, you have an app. Do you think there's any truth to the Satan worship accusations? No, in fact, I heard I heard a quote, I can't remember from what band it was, but it was like either from Zeppelin or maybe Ozzy Osbourne. They're talking about, they were denying that there were backwards messages, and they were like, the quote was something along the lines of, where all of our work goes into making the record sound good going forwards. <laughs> we're, not, we're not really worried about what it sounds like going backwards. It's a fair quote. But I think it is cool, though. I think it would be badass if it was true. But I've never, I've never heard it. I'm sure if I look it up on YouTube, 
someone's got videos that describe it, but yeah. Well, I know that when I uh, gave my soul, when I committed my soul to the Prince of Darkness, um, I did have Hotel California playing forwards, though. Not Beazle Bob. Uh, speaking of Beazle Bob, make sure you check out episode four of the Tennis Podcast, where Beazle Bob almost cracks the top ten list of most popular baby boy names of the year 2011. The same year that uh, Hotel California came out, wasn't it? Uh, I don't think so. I think it was in the <laughs> Well, we did it. Why don't we go through the top ten here? Top ten best-selling music artists of all time, specifically in the U.S., by albums, units sold. Number ten, ACDC. Number nine, Pink Floyd. Number eight, Elton John. Number seven, Michael Jackson, owner of Monkey Bubbles. Number six, Billy Joel. Number five, The Shitty Eagles. Number four, Led Zeppelin. Number three, Elvis. Number two, inexplicably, Garth Brooks. And number one, The Beatles. Give me your ranking of personal preference of at least your top five. Top five music acts? Like, like my top five favorite no, bands? No, from, from this list of ten, how would you rank them? Oh, my in my heart? Yeah. In my heart, it would go Beatles, Floyd, Zeppelin, Elton John, Jackson. That's, That's enough. it. You know, Beach Boys didn't make the list either. Mm-hmm. My my top five personal would be Michael Jackson. Pervert. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jackson. I mean, there's very. I actually don't listen to any of these like regularly. Nobody uh, drives around listening to Elvis. No, nobody's driving around like. Is anyone listening to Billy Joel? My mom. I'm going to go Michael Jackson, Pink Floyd. Just cleaning the house, listening to Uptown Girl. <laughs> uh, Michael Jackson, Pink Floyd, ACDC. No, no, no. I'll put Zeppelin at three, and then ACDC at four, and then five. No, I'm doing this all over again. Bear with me. Michael uh, Jackson. Billy Joel, Billy Joel, Billy Joel, Billy Joel. Michael Jackson, Pink Floyd, Elton John, Led Zeppelin. ACDC. Fair enough. Last place would be Billy Joel and the Eagles and Garth Brooks. I think that's a um, nearly universal. Well, apparently not because those three are very popular. I mean, we are in the minority apparently on these musicians because they are all, uh, well, we must have taste. Well, in future episodes, I'm sure we'll do the top 10 artists globally, not just the U.S. I'm sure we'll also do the top 10 albums, top 10 uh, singles, songs of all time. We will do all kinds of top 10 lists. We'll do top 10 reasons Brandon hates Memphis. And whatever city you, the listener, are currently living in, Brandon has talked shit about it at one point or another. So just know that. Your hometown sucks. Brandon, anything else we should say to our loyal listeners? Um you know, we got, uh, who was the listener out there texting me earlier? Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. We've moved on from you, Leo. That's right. You can also subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so that you can hear future episodes. We reveal the next week's episode first on our Facebook page, so be sure to follow us on Facebook. And here in the next week or two, we are going to record an episode that is based on popular vote on Twitter, where we ask people to choose the next week's topic. Follow us there. And on Instagram, that's where I just shit on Brandon uh, all the time in our stories, because he doesn't look at that. 
Do what now? Nothing. And then also uh, be looking out for that five Slam Dunk the Funk music video. You're going to be adding that to your Spotify playlist. I guarantee it. We uh, have had such a blast doing this, and we will be back. Trying to think of a music pun here. To we'll, we'll be, be back. back. We'll be back to slam dunk your funk. We'll next be back Wednesday. in black. Slam. Oh, Jesus, that was better. Say it again. What's that? We'll be back to slam dunk your. We'll funk. We'll be back to slam dunk your funk next Wednesday. And also, uh, the kid is not my son. All right. Thank you. Did you get that reference at the end? No, Billy. Yeah, Joel. 